Well, good Friday morning. Welcome to Noah's Window. So glad you joined us today. Mary Alice and I are reading through the Bible, the one-year Bible, and we've wound up in Psalm 119. Now, in case you read through the Bible in the one-year Bible, you may notice Mary Alice and I are a little bit behind. <laughs> and, and that's because I had uh, time in uh, Lake Tahoe where I was doing a pastor's retreat and Mary Alice did some of the Noah's windows and, um, mm -hmm. and then I was preaching in Charlotte and we missed a few days there. So we're trying to catch we're up. So you may be ahead of us. And, and if so, you've already read what we're, what we're into right now. But we love Psalm 119 because as I said yesterday, it's the longest chapter in the Bible and almost every verse in the whole, chap in the whole chapter talks in some fashion about the Bible. It's an intimate conversation between the psalmist and God about his word. And it's just beautiful. And, and what I love about the psalmist, and I think it was David, what I love about this is he's telling God all kinds of things about the Bible. He's telling God how wonderful the Bible is, what a challenging thing it is for him as a flawed human being uh, to live up to the commands of the Bible. He's even spending a good part of this, this whole chapter telling God that it was good for God to discipline him when he got out of the way because it, it pulled him back to God's word. So it's just a very beautiful, intimate conversation with a child of God, with the God of creation about God's word. Well, Mary Austin, we were reading this morning, oh, actually we were reading yesterday morning, I think it was, and you were reading Psalm 119, and we got to verse 11, which mm -hmm. may well be the most famous verse mm -hmm. of Psalm 119, which is interesting because the whole chapter is about the word of God, and then Psalm uh, 119, is kind of like the verse that explains the chapter. Uh, the psalmist wrote, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the moment I read that, you started sharing with me stories from your childhood yes. about how this verse made an impact on you. Well, um, every Sunday night, as I share with you, there was a, um, as I was telling Mark, there's an elderly couple. They probably weren't very elderly. <laughs> they said seemed elderly when I was a child. Probably 45. Yeah, probably. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but um, uh, his name was Mr. Neff. And Mr. Neff, every Sunday night, would quote us Psalm 119.11. Of course, in the King James, is thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the point there, um, I took very seriously because... Um, and, and many teachers, as well as my mother, instructed me to memorize as much of the scripture as possible. And I remember we were talking about this because one of the things my mother told me is in, in different countries where um, governments took over that were anti-God, the first thing they would do is confiscate the Bibles. Yeah. And they would gather them up and burn them. But she said, if you memorize the scripture, they can't take that away from you. That's right. And so you and I, I know both spent a great deal of our time growing up memorizing passages of Scripture. Yeah. And and besides the fact that um, we do still have access, of course, to the Bible as of today anyway, um, but I have, it's been a blessing to me to have that Scripture in my mind and in my heart. And, and the Bible even tells us uh, that the Holy Spirit will call that to our remembrance. And that has been such a huge blessing to me. And I'm so thankful that there were leaders in my life that encouraged me to memorize the scripture. You know, Mary else David is talking when he's writing, and again, I, I think it is David, but let's just say the psalmist. When the psalmist is writing in this particular uh, stanza, he's asked the question, how can a young man cleanse his life? Yeah. And then he answers the question by, by taking seriously God's word. And what I love about the psalmist here is he's saying, it's not enough for me just to hear God's word in church or for me to occasionally uh, read the Bible. He's saying, I have to have it inside of me. It's gotta be portable because he understood the temptation was gonna come 
at moments when he might not have the most preparation and he expected to fall back on the commands of the word of God that were inside of his lot, inside of him personally. As you point out, he may have memorized or at least he heard it so often that the word of God would be front and center so that if, if some temptation came along in his life to uh, fall morally or to cheat or to lie, instantly the word of God would be there as, as ammunition or weaponry to keep him from... And you know, in, in this uh, era of Google, we don't spend much time memorizing things, no. except there are ways to memorize things that you don't even realize you're memorizing. And right. almost everyone knows the lyrics to songs. Yeah. And you know, a lot of our worship songs are just scripture set to music. And I know even when I was a child, when I was memorizing large passages of scripture, I would create a tune or, or a rhythm, and so, but, but in the, in the, and you would know more about this than I would, but in the ancient economy, one of the ways that Jews taught children and each other, and, and one of the ways that they learned uh, as a congregation was to sing these songs, and in fact, if you're reading through the book of Psalms, sometimes you'll see little instructions at the top of the chapter, it says, to be sung to the tune of. Right. Yeah. So, Maybe we would say, oh, memorizing, that just sounds too daunting. Mm -hmm. But there are ways to memorize that we are even memorizing, even if we don't realize it. Well, for so many years, you talk about the ancient world, and this is definitely true in the ancient Hebrew world, but it's also true in the early church, maybe even all the way to the Dark Ages. Um, books were very rare. I mean, very few people have books. And so one of the ways that Christ followers memorized scripture was in the form of songs. Mm -hmm. And even in the New Testament, you're like, you'll, you'll, if you're reading the New Testament, at least in certain uh, representations of, of the Word of God, you'll see indentions where you see a, a section of verses that are set off on either side. And what we're seeing there is a song, mm. you know, that mm -hmm. the early church sang. So we can all memorize scripture. That's right, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think also too, just in, uh, just in reading the Bible frequently, because after a while, You'll, you'll get the message of the Bible. You might not be able to quote it exactly, mm -hmm. but you will have gone over that scripture so much that it's hidden in your heart. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's been true in my life. There have been times when moments of temptation, uh, if I didn't have that scripture in my heart and life, I would have been more susceptible. But, you know, the word of God reminded me what God said about it. Sometimes mm -hmm. God's word reminds us the price tags. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes we're just anxious or afraid, you oh, yeah. know, uh, one of the one of the verses of Psalms that I learned because we were learning it with the kindergartners years and years ago is what time mm -hmm. I am afraid I will trust in you. So sometimes when fear comes up, that that verse, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit quotes it back to me. Yeah. So all those verses that I've memorized, whatever the situation, I find encouragement and strength in knowing those. One more thing, and I'm a typical preacher because you know, at my age, I've taught and preached these scriptures so many times. You know, different different things that I've thought about in writing verses, writing scriptures rather come to me as I look at these verses. I would point out one more thing too. David said, your word have I hid in my mm -hmm. heart. And hid there kind of communicates how people treated treasure mm -hmm. back in the old mm -hmm. days. Uh, because if, you know, there, were, <laughs> there wasn't insurance back then. Right. So if they had treasure, they would often hide it in some fashion because it was so valuable. They they would they would uh, disguise it. In fact, in the New Testament, even we read about. I think it's in, in the book of Second Corinthians, Paul says we have this treasure in in clay vessels. Well, back in Bible days, people had to find some place to put their you know pearl necklaces and their their jewelry. And often, what they would do is you know they would have this. Uh, 
nondescript, worthless row of crock crocks or you know just useless kitchen vessels that they use for not useless but just sort of formless kitchen vessels uh, that they had there that were worthless of no importance and sometimes people would drop their pearl necklaces in there because they knew that was the last place that a thief would look which goes back to hiding keeping it uh, safe from the enemy yeah and so that's what that text means we have this you know the treasure in, in, in what paul's writing about is we have the treasure of, of god's presence his assurances the fact that he saved us but we are in clay, you know, we live in clay vessels. But I, I love the fact that the psalmist said, your word have I hid, as if to say your word is a special treasure. Mm-hmm. It's not an afterthought after I get through watching television, right. you know, or after I get through doing all the things I want to do. David was saying, your word is this priceless treasure that I hide in my heart so that I can please God. Mm-hmm. It's good. Every verse in there is good. That's my problem. I want to, <laughs> I want to like preach all this when we get on those windows. That's why some of them go too long. Well, it's a great time for you to pray for us, Mary Alice, because in the world that you're not, you and I are living in, all of us on Noah's window, um, it's just so precarious. It is. And, and there's, you know, Satan comes at us from every side. It's more important than ever that we hide God's word in our heart. Let, let me just say one more thing. <laughs> so I'm like Columbo here. Uh, but when, when Peter was talking about the word of God and in relationship to the last days, and he, he indicated that they were in the last days then, but we very much are now. He said, we move toward the word of God like a person in a dark place moves toward light. Mm. And he said, we move toward that light until the sun comes up. It's mm. a reference to Jesus coming back. back. Yeah. Yes. But we're in that world right now where yes, it's so dark, we need to move as close as we can to God's word. Mm. We'll pray for us. Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, today we do cling to your word and thank you that you have provided it for us. Thank you that we still live in a country today where we can... Uh, have we have the freedom to have it and read it and learn it and memorize it and treasure it and I just pray that you'd help us to stop and uh, take account of that and realize what a what an honor it is that we have this and think about all the people who have actually given their lives so that we could have these uh, Bibles uh, personally to read and study ourselves and may we not take that for granted and for everyone who's watching and listening today father I just pray that you would help each and every one I know from all the messages we've gotten, that they too are are uh, hungry to learn your word, to read your word, and to know uh, what it says about you and how to live this life. And I just pray that you would guide us. And we know that you will hear this prayer and answer this prayer because it's the, our heart's desire to know you, to know your word, and to follow you consistently, as the psalmist said. And we just pray that you would help us to do that, Father. In this very dark world, help us to be bright light shining to represent you until you do come back, and we pray that that's soon. And for whatever the situation is that everyone's, each and every one is facing today, Father, we just pray that you would uh, be present, provide wisdom, provide comfort, provide guidance and financial means and whatever is needed, Father, and just pray that you would provide that in each and every situation today for your glory and honor, and we will give you the glory and honor and ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window. You know, Mary Alice, just a few hours away now from the weekend. That's right. Our first service starts Saturday at four o'clock and we're continuing our series called Supernatural Spirit-Filled Family Living. And I'm looking forward to bringing that message and hope you can attend. If you're outside our area, you can check us out online. But in the meantime, we pray you have a wonderful evening and God willing, we'll see you Monday on Noah's Window. That's right. Take care, we'll see you soon.